This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a Working Class Bowhunter podcast. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors, and I love Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Somehow I got picked to be on the Sweaty Back episode. Not sure how I got that, but... Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. Oh, and here we have arrived to episode 26. Are you sure? Kind, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on the board behind me. <laughs> we got it mapped out, man. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that uh, we're live now, but it won't be via podcast. We are at 1600 Buckslayer Buck Place, Place. Ooh. at the Buckatorium like in Sherrard, yeah. Illinois. And I got a, <laughs> I got, I got a feeling, guys, that uh, this this episode probably won't be our best work, but it might be okay. So It's probably going to be pretty dang good. I'm hoping so. If you hate it, let us know. <laughs> we had some hatred on our social media uh, feed. We did. I don't know. What it's was just that good about? constructive criticism. It is. is, all it it is. is. Uh, at least he's being honest. Hey, that's what we want, right? Well, honesty is uh, good unless uh, people have got really mean things to say to you and make you question your whole existence in life. And <laughs> We're not easy, easily offended like the rest of the world. No. Well, don't say we because I kind of am. Well, whatever. I'm. Don't be offended by my don't tread on me flag over in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, huh, we got a good show lined up. Um, we sure dang hope so. Um, we got, we've had a busy week. This is our second podcast this week, and hopefully we're going to have another one Saturday. Saturday. At the Bone week. Shed in Ottawa, Illinois. Um, we'll see how that plays out. That should work out. If, uh, we got the time, but let's just jump right into our guest here today on the show. Who yeah. Do we, who do we have, Steve? We have Joshua Carney, the uh, natural caller. 
What's up, man? Is he there? How's it going? Oh, there he oh, is. There yeah, he's here. I was kind of, I was kind of wondering, like, eh, is he still there? How yeah. you doing? He's lost somewhere. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Oh, good. Well, we're, we're glad we got you. It's a, you're uh, you're on the road right uh, now. You're going... Whoa, whoa, oh, rumble, strip. On. Oh, rumble strip, rumble strip, rumble strip. <laughs> <laughs> so we're already putting him to sleep. Good lord. I'm on the road, not the road. <laughs> Better pay attention. He got excited. He must have. He must have saw a puddle that he wanted to go ahead and get. Uh, <laughs> get that, and get that vehicle dirty. It's a little old lady in a walker, and she's bam, splashed her. Dang. You know, you, you know what happened? I heard one of you guys' voice, and it kind of reminded me of my ex girlfriend of Sweet Spit. I, I thought you were trying to come back into my life. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> for for you guys that don't know, um, Joshua Carney is you know like Steve said, the natural caller. He's I, it's kind of safe to say you're an internet sensation of natural calling. I mean, by natural, he just doesn't use calls. It's all with his own voice, or I guess your own vocals, I guess you could put it. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, a lot of people confuse me for Dr. Doolittle song, but I'm not that guy, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many critters uh, can you imitate? How many critters? Um, you know, as far as how many that I can do? I mean, I'm up up to sixty different animal balls, but um, I'm learning more and more as I go. Um, if you, I can hear it, then I can I can pick up on it. Did you say sixty? Yeah, sixty. Wow. Okay, that's, that's way that's way, way bigger than, than I, I thought was yeah. even possible. I dude, I couldn't even name you sixty animals right now, <laughs> <laughs> let alone try to imitate. I'm hoping people can hear you okay, Joshua. It's kind of like cutting in and out, so if it's kind of hard to hear on the on the podcast, guys, we're sorry, but this sh- it should work. Um, I don't know if it's just because you're on the road or what's going on, but we'll just roll with it. Is that better? Oh, yeah, yeah that was a lot, a lot better, better actually. <laughs> Give us your full effort, Josh. <laughs> so, man, what's going on with you? What? Why are you on the road right now? Let's let people know that, first of all, because it's kind of interesting. Well... You just well, for me, um, I got my start in the hunting industry in 2014, and I burned the road for a year and a half, almost two years, and um, I got an opportunity to go back to school and shoot archery for college and, you know, finish my education out while I'm still doing, uh, pursuing my dreams of chasing it. So I, uh, I'm about to take on another journey in life and finish school and continue doing what I'm doing in the hunting industry and go from there. Awesome, man. Well, the first I have, I'll just we'll get it into your into your story. Um, I've heard it briefly online, and it's it's pretty interesting, and you're you're awful inspiring. Um, I appreciate it. So, where I first noticed you, I think was archery trade show of oh in Nashville, um, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yep, that's where I first I first saw you there. Um, and then it was like on the way home from there, because you know I'm up in Illinois. On the on the drive home, I get on like my Twitter feed while I'm riding in the car, and it, you're everywhere. I'm like, holy crap, there's that kid. So I'm like, and everyone's retweeting you. Everyone's got pictures with you, and I'm like, geez, this kid blew up in like 48 hours. Yeah, that show for me was that show was a star for me. I mean, it was a it was a great show. I mean, I didn't go there to meet anybody in the hunting industry. I actually went there to be a fan because there's so many people in the hunting industry that I look up to and admire. And I just wanted to go to the show and meet them. That's all I wanted to do. And um, a good friend of mine, Kirsten Cocker, she's like, look, 
you have to do your animal sounds, at least for me. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, well, I'll do it. And um, we're we're going down the aisle, and Jim Shockey was in the aisle talking to people. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, there's Jim Shockey. And I was like, total fanboy mode. Yeah. And, um, Which is easy to do when you see Jim crazy, Shockey. Well, I was like, I froze up. And for <laughs> some crazy reason, she got the bright idea to go and fart in the crowd like she was Moses farting the Red Sea. And it's like, hey, Jim, this is Josh Farnan. I want you to meet him. I want you to hear her make animal sounds. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, this girl's crazy. She's lost her mind. Uh-huh. And that's Jim Shockey. I'm not about to sit here and make animal sounds. It's Jim Shockey. <laughs> before, you, before you know it, I, I couldn't even introduce myself. Like, the first word that came out of my mouth was goop hawk. First word I ever said, Jim Shockey. What was it? I'm, I'm sorry, your phone's kind of doing its cutout thing again. The first thing I ever said to Jim Shockey was a goose hawk. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. What was his reaction? He was shocked. He, he's like, did you say it with your mouth? I was like, yes, sir. Wow, that actually sounds really good. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded good through the phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have to have you do some. Uh, well, after the show, we'll, we're going to figure out something for that. But uh, <laughs> I, we were watching videos um, before the show of you doing your turkey calls, man, and that – it is insane. It, it sounds so lifelike. It's I can't even. It sounds amazing. It's amazing. I don't even know how you do that. You know, turkey hunt for me is it's a it's a passion for me. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the animal. With all that I've been through a turkey hunt through my life, and um, I just have a, a lot of respect for them. I want to learn so much about them, but still at the same time, respect the animal and know the hunting situation and know the dangers that come with you. So, I mean, turkey hunting is a passion. I love chasing my other birds. So it's, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship in a day. It's all good on my end. Yeah, man, that that's crazy. Can you so for people who don't know or have never heard of you, can you kind of like get into a little bit about explain your story? Yeah, explain your story. Like, how are you? You know, wh- what makes you you now? I guess like, I guess, like wow, I'm, I'm all over. I guess that would be the way to explain <laughs> that. Yeah. Wow. Explain your story. Just Holy explain crap, it. Holy crap, yeah. Who, who you are and <laughs> how you guys started and everything. I need a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, um, I, my background is uh, I always grew up hunting and fishing ever since I was a little kid. I, um, my family was a small game hunting family, so I'd go out in the outdoors with them, and we'd, uh, we had a pack of rabbit dogs. And, you know, being out there experiencing a pack of rabbit dogs, chasing behind a rabbit like music through your ears. And uh, I just fell in love with it. Like, every weekend, I wanted to go and be out there chasing my rats. Like, even in the summertime, I was like, look, it's 110 degrees out here, but I still want to go hear that sound. And, you know, I just developed a passion for being outdoors and, you know, being in God's country experiencing what a lot of people don't get to experience. So, from there, I grew up, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I want to hunt more. I want to learn more about hunting and out there and spend my season. And um, I was watching TV. And uh, the guys are like, okay, well, we're going to go on a deer hunt, and this is how it's done. Now, when they put hunts on TV, it doesn't happen like that in real life. And I learned that over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't last 30 minutes. <laughs> and, um, so at 11 years old, um, I took my uh, my dad's rifle, and I went out and hunted myself. Like I said, my, my family was a small game hunting family. I didn't do anything about deer hunting. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to teach myself and learn how to hunt on my own. And I, um, I sat on a deer stand, and um, this bike walked down. He walked right up under me. And I was shaking like a leaf. I don't know how in the world he stayed that long, but I was shaking like a leaf, and the tree stand was rattling and everything. And uh, I propped the gun up, and I got my first deer. 
Awesome. And from there, I got hooked to it. I was like, all right, well, we're going to have a hunt tomorrow morning. We're going to deer hunt after. That's going to be the schedule. Okay? The game plan for every week. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, well, since deer season's over, after season's over, what else can I do? And then I got glued to the TV again watching turkey hunting. And I thought that was the easiest thing ever. You know, you go out in the woods, make a couple pounds, you put out a decoy, and it's over. You kill a bird. Yeah, well, that's, right, how, cool. that's, that's how it fine. looks. I can do that. Yeah. But that's fine. I can do that. So, um, 2000, April 15, 2005, me and my dad went turkey hunting for the first time. First turkey hunt ever. I didn't know what I was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to Walmart, bought the turkey stalls. And I, don't, I don't even know what brand they were, but he sounded them all. Mm-hmm. But, um, we, uh, we got out in the woods and we, um, played some small game hunting and, you know, we got out there and we set up and he set up to my left and I set up on his right. And uh, we both were calling. And when I say we sound absolutely horrible, we sounded bad. Yeah. Um, most people do if they've never called dog. before. Oh, yeah, it was horrible, man. I don't know how a turkey came in. I looked over at my dad. It sounded like somebody was stepping on a chihuahua. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I gave him the signal. I was like, all right, just stop. You're ruining the hunt. Just stop. <laughs> just please, for the sake of me. For the love of God. Yeah. So, um, I, I got to call a little bit more, and a bird came behind the tree that I was sitting on. We were in a, um, there's a little thicket behind me, and uh, the bird came behind the tree I was sitting on, and my dad, all the bird he didn't see me, and when he shot, he shot me. Oh. Now, like I said, we were first turkey on ever. We didn't know what we were doing. We were from Louisiana. We were like, heck, a turkey's a bigger bird. Got a chicken. Let me shoot a bigger load. Yeah. So we were shooting a double off buff shot. Oh, man. We were shooting a double off buff shot. And mm. uh, out, of, out of nine buff shots, I got hit with seven. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. he carried me out of the woods. Yeah. He carried me out of the woods. and like that. He shot me. And, um... I didn't want to be Captain Obvious, but I was like, hey, Dad, you shot me here. And, uh, oh, my God. He carried me out the called the ambulance, and uh, when I got to the back of the ambulance, they blocked out. I blocked out. I was like, all right, well, this is it. So I woke up, and uh, bright light, bright light around me, this beautiful blonde lady. She's standing over. She's like, Josh, Josh. I'm like, you're an angel? She's like, no, I'm a nurse, Greg. Oh, man. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm the nurse. You're a bachelor's general. I'm like, hey, girl, I'll try to get your wing number. She's like, she didn't give it to me. <laughs> so, wow. the doctor came in like, look, Josh, it's what happened. And uh, we had more surgeries. And in the process of me healing, I actually died twice on, mm-hmm. on the table. And they brought Are you serious? Yeah, serious. Oh, no my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, that you can uh, laugh about it now, but holy crap, yeah. man. That is just... How long ago did this happen? This was uh, 2005. Ten years ago. Wow. Well, man... And how old were you at this time? 13. Wow, man. That's, that's amazing. So I was a um, point guard, basketball, pitcher, baseball. I was, I was playing sports. I was, I was doing pretty good for myself. Yeah. Man, so I can't imagine what that waking up that feeling. You, I mean, it sounds like you're a good spirited person anyway, so it probably didn't really slow you down too much. Obviously, it didn't, but I mean, what was that feeling right away? Like, what was going through your head? 
Well, I seen the nerds. I don't know what the heck to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it don't matter if I get her walk again, because, lady, how you doing? <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I was expecting a way different answer. <laughs> I don't want to sound bad, but I think I said a prayer for you to stay in the hospital a little longer. But I, I don't want to sound bad about it, but I think that was a situation. <laughs> Dad, you should have shot me at the other two shots if this nurse is going to keep taking care of me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, I, so, after I left that hospital, they took me to Oshner, New Orleans. Um, I had to do a couple more surgeries, and I had a tube down my throat. And um, the doctor said, well, since the tube's been here, so long, you won't be able to talk again. And what he said to me, he kind of upset me, you know. I was like, you know what, you're wrong. So I pulled it too by the phone. I was like, you're wrong, dude. And he's like, you just pulled that out of his mouth. I'm like, yeah. Hey, Josh, your phone's I cutting out a little bit again, buddy. Uh, I pulled it too by my throat when the doctor said I couldn't. And um, I started talking. And uh, when I did that, I later discovered that uh, it halts my voice, which allows me to do animal sounds. Oh, mm. so I, you just yanked those tubes just straight out. Yeah. Well, it was it was itchy in my throat, and I was like, I don't like this feeling, so I just yanked it out. Wow, That's so awesome. how how long between that between that happened, and you know, before you discovered that you could do something like this? I mean, how did that all start? You know what I mean? Like, how did you I, discover? Like, holy crap, I can make realistic animal sounds. Like, what was the, what's the next step in the story? I didn't discover, well, next step to the story, okay, I was in the hospital three months. I got out of the hospital, I was released, and two weeks after I got out of the hospital, I went right back hunting. And wow. from there, I started dove hunting, and I started doing hunts with... Wait, um, two weeks later? People. Two weeks later, yeah. Wow. Later. <laughs> so... I mean, when I was, um, I'm not I'm not one of the guys that like to be babied and taken care of, and, you know, when I was at home, I had nurses, I mean, I had nurses take care of me in the hospital, and my family take care of me at home. I was like, look, stop. It's not me. Like, I'm, I'm not a baby anymore. Just leave me alone. I want to get back outdoors. I want to be in a place that I love being. I was like, look, yeah. we're going back hunting. Whether you like it or not, we're going back hunting. And it was, it was, I put my foot down. Even though a parent believes you can't put his foot down, I put my foot down at day. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just love that you're so good-spirited, man. Like, you just have such a good sense of humor. You can tell you're just a good person, which... Act like nothing well, happened. Well, the, I, I got to tell you, that, like, one of the first things I saw uh, on on your Instagram, uh, if you want to uh, check your, uh, check Josh's Instagram out, it's uh, Son of the South TV. There was a post you put, and, you know, like, I've seen this post a bunch, It's and it's just letters. It says, leg day, not feeling it. So I just kind of looked at it. I kind of looked at it, and you said, current gym status. If you don't get the joke, search my profile, and it will click. <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy. <laughs> Dude, that is funny. I mean, you, I mean, you might as well have a good sense of humor about it, and it hasn't slowed you down at all. So, heck, you got to – why not joke about it, I guess? You got to gotta have fun. So There's no point in being so, fed down about it. Here's, here's, here's where all the jokes come in at. Before I was in a hunting injury, where I am today, I used to be a stand-up comedian. No, no lie. I used to be a stand-up comedian. Throughout high school and <laughs> my college years, I used to be a stand-up comedian. Really? It's a true story. True story. Well, that's funny because... It, it got to the point... 
just got to the point where I didn't spit the job title, but just stopped. Man, well, that's funny because yeah. Steve is has a backup and uh, our yeah. background in stand up. I do, yeah, I do stand up uh, comedy too. I actually got roped into a uh, competition here this Saturday, where it's like a you know kind of a local Midwestern thing, and you know, like I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying doing this podcast. It's taking up a lot of my time, so it's it's funny that you used to do it too. Yeah, I mean, I used to do it, but it's the whole thing, like. They wouldn't change the name for me. I mean, they were like, oh, stand-up comedian Josh Corner. I'm like, look, dude, I'm not stand-up. Can you please, like, introduce me in a different way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> Relaxed comedian right here. <laughs> dude, that is great. So how did basically – where I'm, where I'm trying to get it, I'm not really sure how to word it. How did you get into, like, shooting compound bows? Were people, like, did people, like, assume, like, oh, yeah, you're going to shoot a crossbow? And you were, like, how did that, you know what I'm saying? Like, most people think of people yeah. with an injury or a disability or whatever have to shoot a crossbow, which is not true, obviously. Yes, well, I had a crossbow, and I am absolutely terrified to shoot crossbows. I am, too. Their thumbs off. Yep. So I'm like, look, I'm not shooting that. I mean, I am already paralyzed enough and injured enough. I don't want to lose a hand because I, I don't know how I'm going to roll. <laughs> so, when. So, go ahead. So, I, um, my my dad had an old bow in the house and it was like 70 pounds. And I was like, look, I don't know how I can pull it back. So, I cranked it down. And it was an old brownie bow, like ancient bow. Mm-hmm. So, I started shooting. I'm like, okay, this is fun. I love doing it. Well, I'm going to buy me a boat. So I worked, and I worked, and worked, and I bought a boat. Well, the boat I had, I didn't like it. Well, I couldn't fight it in properly. I was still new to bow hunting. I couldn't fight it in properly, mm-hmm. and I missed the gear with it. So when I missed the gear with it, I blamed it on a boat, and I got rid of it. And I bought another boat. <laughs> Not always a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's that's, done it. Yeah, that's Kurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my... Uh... Second bow this year already, so. Second bow this year, that's awesome. <laughs> well, ask him how long he had his first bow that he bought this year. Well, I only had it for about three months, and I just decided <laughs> I wanted something different. So, but I think I, I, I'm I'm where I'm gonna stay for a little while. I just got an elite, and I love it. Well, well, I am riding right now with well, actually, what I'm going to school for shooting archery competition. So I'm riding with both of my bows in my truck now. I just got a new one. Here's the deal. I am so hooked on the bow that I have right now. It's an uh, Obsession Evolution. Mm-hmm. I am so addicted to this bow and the way that it shoots its field mm-hmm. that I'm ordered the same bow. I have two of the same exact bows. Yeah, um, I've shot that bow, and I, I used to – actually, the bow I had last year, I had an Obsession Sniper. And for the people listening, if you've never – I'm sure you've seen Obsession or heard of them online, whatever. you got to shoot one. They're great bows. They really are awesome. It's easy to fall in love with them. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, for me, shooting out of a chair and me with my injuries and everything like that, it's so hard for me to fight the camp cycle on a back end of a boat. So with that obsession, the draw cycle and the reverse camp, so the first into the draw, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what feels great for me. But when I draw it back, I don't have to fight the camp on a long end and fight it to hold it back. So when I draw my bow back, I'm holding it solid and I'm comfortable. Mhm. Mhm. What um? So do you? I can't remember what the um axle axle is on the evolution. Um, 
But when you look at new bows, do you look at a? Do you have to shoot a shorter axle to axle bow because you're sitting all the time, or do you? Can you just shoot whatever you want? No, I do. Um, thirty two and less my axle axle. I like to stay at thirty two range mm-hmm. because um, for me shooting out of a chair, the strings hit my chair. Yeah, inside of my chair, and I can't. I don't like fighting a long bow. So I mean, I like staying at thirty two, thirty two to twenty eight range. Yeah, um, is where I like to stay, and um. I mean, it's pretty much where it has to be, pretty much. But well, shooting out of there's a totally different ball game to stand it up and shoot. Oh yeah, I oh, pra- I, I practice. Well, I mean, it's probably not the same, but sitting down all the time in case in the stand, you know, deer comes in and, you get, and you're sitting down. So yeah, and that 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 uh, that brings up a point that I wanted to uh, talk about. When you are getting in a hunting situation, I mean, there's probably not a lot of tree stands or situations that you can get up and do like that. So. How was that? I guess because it was you know one of your first hunts ever, so you just adapted to you know being able to to get to where you need to, um, you know out in the woods with a with a ground blind and things like that. I mean, do you find any any challenges? I mean, what's your what's your hunting situation going going through? Oh, there's a challenge for me every day I go out in the woods. Well, there's a challenge every day I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But hey, for me, I mean, it just depends on the situation. I mean. If I'm on a new piece of property, well, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm new to the place. What I'm going to do is my first day is out, I'm scouting. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tuck in outside of a field and look for trials and paths, things like that. And I'll set up and I'll, I'll wear a ghillie suit to get behind the trees or, or make a blind. I mean, I have no I have no problems hunting on a uh, hunting, uh, hunting in a ghillie suit. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, if I know where deer coming and the locations of them, then uh, I'll set up a ground line. I'll hunt out of a ground line because it's so much easier to film out of a ground line. For I mean, what I do, I, I have to, you know, every day that I go to woods, I take a camera. Yeah. I mean, it's the way that it worked out now. So, I mean, for filming-wise, I have to camera. Shooting out of a ground line is the best way to do it. But in some situations, um, I don't know if you guys picked up on this or not, but I'm a little crazy. Um, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a little crazy. Uh, we haven't noticed yet. <laughs> Enlighten us. <laughs> so here's a funny story. Last year, I went on a, a, a hunting trip in Georgia. I spent two weeks out there with um, Honey for a Cure. I was, um, it was kids with cancer, and I was out there filming them. Mm-hmm. Well, it was two weekends back-to-back to their hunting. And during the week, I, uh, I had nothing to do, and they are like, well, Josh, you want to go hunt? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm a little honey. Well, they had been in ground blind for the first day. And I tell you what, it's not my birthday. So the first morning, I was hunting the ground blind by myself. And this big, the biggest buck I would have ever killed walks out. And it was either get the camera on him or shoot him. That's the hard part about hunting is shooting a TV show. Mm-hmm. you got to have the camera on him to get killed. Yep. So I had to let you walk. Well, that afternoon, they're like, well, all the stands have been hunted this week. But we have one good stand, but it's 17 foot in the air. I was like, man. I was like, man, that's high. Do you have a safety harness? He was like, yeah, why? I was like, all right, give me to the sand. (laughs) (laughs) I pulled my chair up to the sand. I got out of it, and I climbed 17 foot up to this ladder stand. Oh, man. That's amazing. See, would you just arm it all the way up? Just. Yep. Yep. I I pulled myself up, and I I put my butt on uh, on on the step. And then I pull up to the next one, and then I pull the uh, the tether up, and then I climb to the next one, pull the tether up, up to the next one, get to the top. 
<laughs> oh, so you just okay? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're talking about. Wow, that is, and yeah, you're nuts. Um, but we like you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't try it. Well, look, listen, listen, listen. What's the worst that can happen? I fall and break my leg? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh no, it could God. be like in Lost. I mean, you you fall, you stand right up, and you're like, oh, all right, I, I can walk again. <laughs> I don't suggest well, doing that. Someone get up to the top of it and on a platform, and uh, I was waiting for him to get up with the camera in my chair and everything like that. And uh, I'm sitting up there, I have my feet dangling off the side of the face. And I'm like, oh, well, they're swinging. I'm like, well, guys, I can walk again. It's a miracle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, like, dude, you're crazy. I was like, yeah, I've been there time or two. Oh, man. You, you know what, though? We are happy that that you did wear the safety harness, too, because it is Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month. Very it nice. is. That if, it you is. Don't, if you've listened to the past couple episodes, I've harped on this. I suggest always wearing it. Like, you go to check your mail, throw that safety harness on. Why not? <laughs> Just you put know? it on at all times. Uh, you got to go to the bathroom, put that safety harness on. You never know what could happen. <laughs> In the shower. <laughs> Listen, you know I actually wear a tree stand harness in the ground lawn. Dude, thank you. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, because you know I'm so afraid to get buck fever, and I don't want to fall on my chair, even though it is like a two foot drop. I don't want to fall that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you got to strap yourself in. <laughs> yeah, I would just have like uh, five point racing harnesses in that thing if I yeah. were you. <laughs> you ain't going anywhere with that. Well, are you gonna be able to draw back with that though? Yeah, how is it? Do you have to do you have to like get a different posture when you draw, or is it just like how far is it from natural sitting position for you when you draw your bow back? It is a pain in the butt for you to draw my bow back. You well, can you say ass what? if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we don't talk about donkeys; they're Republicans. We don't do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, Oh, too far? Too far. No, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. There's really no boundaries on this show as long as you don't drop the <laughs> F-bomb. <laughs> All right. But um, for me, I I've, um, I actually have a my chair cushion, a back cushion. And, um, it makes like a C-shape, so it cuffs my back in. And I'll, I'll push myself up a little bit in my chair, so I'll, I'll have a, a slant in my back. Uh-huh. And I'll lean on my chair back when I draw back. And that just holds my form. Healthy, steady enough to draw my bow back and shoot. Mm. But with that, here's the funny thing about it: if I don't position myself just right, my shots are all off. Oh man, I can imagine. So you got like ten different anchor points. Do have you ever thought about? And I don't know. I know you. You probably have just one. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Do you have just one chair that you use all the time, or do you have different chairs for different situations? Like what I was thinking is, I would have. Like an outdoor one where anytime you shoot your bow, go into the woods, like something super durable or something that kind of puts you in the natural position all the time to draw your bow back. Is that? Well, you know, I'm so used to shooting my bow out of my everyday chair. Yeah. That I've adapted to it. So I just take my, my regular chair out hunting. I mean, I have to work harder to get out to the stand, but when I get out there, I know when that moment comes, I'll be ready for it, you know? Gotcha. But I do have a. Um, I have an off-road chair, an action track chair, and um, for gun hunting, the chair is amazing. Oh, but yeah. for bow hunting, I cannot, the seat's so wide, I can't get my body, it, it torques so bad, my body moves and forms so bad to share, mm-hmm. that I can't get a solid anchor point, and I'm all over. Gotcha. Well, man, it's cool that, you know, you said, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to shoot a regular bow, and... 
It, I seen a video of you online, and correct me if I'm wrong. You were shooting a hundred yards across like a parking lot. <laughs> yes, between uh, two vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching this. I'm like, oh man, that's just great. Like I just want to like, you should just throw out bets with people, man, and just hustle people all day because you know you could. Well, I, I do with my dad all the time. He used to make silly bets, and he made he made this one bet. Uh, there was a dove in a tree, thirty-one yards. And uh, he was like, I bet you $5 you can't shoot that dove. I was like, okay, I'll take that bet. I drew back, and I shoot the dove. I smoked him. I lose my arrow. And uh, he gives me the $5. He's like, I didn't think you could do it. I was like, listen, any time that I accept a bet that is less than what my arrow calls, then you've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. It's well, he just, he just let us know that he's shooting cheap arrows, so. <laughs> well, that's if you don't have an arrow sponsor, Josh is looking for an arrow sponsor. Exactly. Hook the guy up. I man. am. Like I could never lose a bet again. Uh bet. Yeah, I'll just call yeah. somebody. <laughs> now, I, I, for my for my next long shot video, I um I actually just got a new bow. Like I said, it's uh it's an eighty pound bow. So what I want to do is I want to get an hundred fifty one hundred sixty yard shot. So I want to. That's what I want to work towards. Okay, well then, when you do that, I want you to go. Hey, this is to the boys at Working Class Bowhunter <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Perfect. I guarantee you, it'd take me six shots to get 180 yards, but I'll do it. <laughs> Steve's bow, his arrows move so slow they can't make it 50. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, they will. <laughs> slow and steady wins I mean, the bows, race. I told Steve. Bows have advanced so far nowadays that I mean the technology behind bows. I mean, you can shoot 200 yards. I don't recommend it, but you can shoot 200 yards with a bow. No question. If you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know guys that shoot 200 yards all day with a bow. Yeah, we, uh, me and Eric, and uh, not Steve, but me and Eric, we <laughs> we shoot 100 yards with our bows, and Steve's couldn't break glass at 50 yeah, yards. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would shatter glass like Steve Austin's theme song, you know? Oh, my uh, God. I had to go wrestling. Oh, uh, he did. Uh, I, Josh, I was thinking about this when you were, uh, when you were talking about, you know, how how you like you know getting into the woods i would shop around to like bad boy buggy or like someone like that and be like dude make me an off-road wheelchair that i can climb like the ones with like the three wheels that you can just climb over logs with <laughs> you know and yeah. make it make well, the it, ones it, on tracks so yeah you could like... drop it down and shoot you know have your anchor point wherever hey it's a, it's all depends on the seat i mean cuz it's yeah. seat oh if you can, if I lose balance, if see, I don't have a lot of uh, trunk control, so I have to fight. I, have to, I literally have to fight my body to position myself yeah. on top of the fight with the bow and everything like that. So it's an ongoing battle to shoot your bow. Mm. But it works. Gotcha. But um, I, I just picked up a, uh, a new vehicle. It's called a Torque. It was at the ATA show this past year. And um, it's a ATV. It looks like a doom buggy on steroids. Exactly what it looks like. It's low to the ground, and the seat is comfortable enough. I can draw my bow out of it, and I can shoot out of out of ATV. Oh, and really? Me, um, yeah, it's on your Instagram. Yeah, for me, I it's, saw uh, it's legal. Yeah, for me, it, it's legal to actually hunt out of an ATV as long as it's turned off and the keys are out of it. Oh, so gotcha. I can actually have a mobile blind. So you can, you kind of just carry like a I haven't I haven't seen this online yet, but do you just carry kind of like a uh, I guess you could carry one of like those uh, tarps with like the leaves on it and just kind of pull in wherever you can and do your thing. Yeah. Yep. 
See, that's awesome. That's cool that they made made that legal. That you know you're able to do that. Yeah, we we want to post a, a picture of that because that thing is super cool looking. I've got it uh, kind of pulled up here. Uh, yeah, save that. We'll post wait, it up what's tonight. It called? It's called a, a torque. I mean, this thing is awesome. Look, I kind of want one. It's a, it's a crazy machine. When I say it goes, it goes. <laughs> yeah, because you know, and it's got like it's dropped down enough that I mean, you know, you could shoot a bow out of, uh, but it just looks oh, yeah. fun to drive. Look at this thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, that, we're yeah, we're going to put that on okay. our... Uh... That's awesome, man. So, hey, um, talking about Obsession, do you have any connection with Obsession? Or is it just a bow that you choose to shoot? You know, I, um, I have a good friend of mine, Rob Snyder. And um, what he does is... Um, Rob Snyder. And he, what he does <laughs> is he makes bow grips. He makes bow grips. And um, we call it Rattler grips. And, uh, he's the one that got me hooked up with Obsession. And uh, he built oh. custom bow grips for me. They're on all my bows. And he, uh, he has a real close connection with it. And everybody at Obsession is like, look, Josh, you need to put down the bow you have and pick up this bow. I swear, you're going to love it. And you're never going to pick up another bow. I was like, dude, whatever. Anybody tells me that, they won't be shooting another bow. So when I picked it up and I shot it, I'm like, this is the best bow ever. I don't want to shoot another bow in my life. Mm-hmm. You, you so they listen. Needless to say, I trust him a little bit, but let's just cut that part out of the show where he doesn't hear that. <laughs> I can do some editing. <laughs> so Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I fell in love with it. But I mean, it's comfortable for me. I mean, with, well, with my accent, I still have a double up upshot in my right shoulder. So I wanted to draw back. But so, I mean, fighting is that I don't want to fight the cam on so many other bows. Mm-hmm. I, I have to actually fight the bow. Yeah, I mean, with that goes away to draw. I mean, it's it fits solid for me. Yeah, obsession. Their draw cycle, man. You draw that thing back, and it's amazing. Oh, it's oh, they're it's awesome. So smooth, and you can hold it there forever. Yeah, it feels like you have to almost push it down in order to let down. That's how the I mean, one on the line. You have to force. You yeah. have to force the bow down. Like it's it, it, it's insane. Yeah, but, I, mean, I love it. It's a great bow. Yeah, my my elite's kind of the same way. It's kind of the draw cycle. I mean, people are going to argue with me. If they're comparable, I feel like. And Eric's got a Strother. I got a Strother, and it's exactly the same as an Obsession. It feels like it, yeah. But uh, I know there's some relation going on with, uh, uh, what's this? Was it just, I'm drawing blank, so I shouldn't even talk about it right now. <laughs> they're all like cousins. The guy who designed the cam system, right? For those bows, yes. yeah. I, I, yeah, whatever. But yeah, they're all great <laughs> bows. <laughs> yeah, you all right there? You getting that out all right? Dude, I'm having a rough time Good today. Good lord, oh Mighty. You need, to, you need to take a nap. Normally, it's me making fun of Steve on this show, and I'm getting all the crap this episode. Um, hey, do, you, do, you need a, do you need a Snickers? I think so. You need a Snickers? I do. <laughs> you get angry when you're hungry. I need exercise, man. I haven't eaten anything all day, like man. I, I, <laughs> um, what's, what's next for you? What, what's... What's next on the agenda? Yeah, what future projects you got going on or, or, or want to do? What's what's up? Well, for me, um, there's something going on every day in my life. Um, for me right now, I get to school tomorrow. I start school tomorrow. And um, Saturday, I go to Nashville for the Legend of Outdoor event. And the Legend of Outdoor is when all the great guys that started the hunting industry, I mean, the, the people that I look up to, the people that, you know, actually – made the foundation for the hunting industry they're going to be at this event they're going to be getting honored and you know showing i should show our respect to them and our appreciation to them for 
you know, getting us to where we are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I went to that event there Saturday, and I look forward to that event. It's a great event. And um, after that, I get back into study mode and um, prepare for new season. Uh, my first hunt comes in September 5th in Kentucky, and I'm hoping to take my first velvet deer. And, um, awesome, man. It's going to be a full-blown deer season. Well, if you're going to be hunting the the next day, September 6th, that's my birthday, and hopefully you kill something on my birthday, because that'd be cool. <laughs> in velvet. Okay, well, I'll try and kill something in honor of you. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, sir. He'll, he'll pass up a super huge buck. On hey, the Kurt. Fifth. Yeah, pass that up for you. <laughs> hey, Kurt, you suck. <laughs> I hate your podcast. <laughs> Well, I hope I hope you kill I hope you kill a velvet buck. I know I, I want to. I think we just formed a romance. I think I think we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, if you do kill a, a nice big velvet buck, remember us, and you know I get I I blessed you with the good luck that you that you needed. I'll post it. I'll tag you guys in it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. We'll just we'll nod in agreement. We'll be like, yep, yeah, it was us. All uh, right, perfect. <laughs> We want to uh, we want to talk about this. It looks like uh, recently here, a couple weeks ago, you made uh, an appearance on a pretty rather large. You like that pretty rather large? Pretty rather large. <laughs> yep. Hunting channel, well, outdoor channel. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, well. First of all, which show are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, which one, Steve? Yeah, which, which one? one? There's on. more than ah, one. I knew it. He, <laughs> uh, it was the uh, NRA All Access. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Because I did two shows, like, in the same, same like, month or so. All right, but NRA All Access, that was a um, that was a phenomenal show. I mean, uh, I told my story. My dad was in on it. And uh, we got to both tell our side story and how everything went. And um, how the hunt went, how how my life changed and his life changed, and you know how everything turned out for the better. And um, the guys that came down and they filmed it. We spent uh, two days together. No, but it was phenomenal. We uh, we cracked jokes and uh, on my my end of it. I mean, the first day it was my dad. He told us interview. I did my interview, and we did some skeet shooting and we had fun there. And the second day was when it was time to get down to work. So. I uh, I wanted to see what those guys made of, so I took them to one of my favorite hunting holes, and uh, we went down to swamp. And for me, it was a big mistake on my end because nobody brought mosquito dope. They didn't bring all for anything. So we got tore up by mosquitoes. We were all beat up in the face by the end of the show. And uh, but it was fun. We had a good time. We got all the shots to be phenomenal footage. Uh-huh. I mean, those guys that filmed it were fantastic. I definitely have to credit for production-wise. I mean, they did a fantastic job, and when they aired it, it was a, it was one of those things that you know, it was touching. It was one of those, those shows that reach out to somebody hard and the tear jerk. Like to be honest with you, I still have not watched it because I'm still trying to hold my bank card. You know, not cry. <laughs> and I don't want to cry in front of anybody. <laughs> well, you can you can go back and listen to our show. If yeah. You won't cry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I I watch a couple of the NRA Access shows. I I, I uh, not gonna say I don't have Sportsman's Channel right now because I'm in between houses, so I wasn't able to, uh, Good to see it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you look at a who's who in the it just anywhere. I mean, you know, you've got uh, Theresa Vale uh, 
Essie Cup, uh, Coleon Noir, who's one of my favorite human beings ever, Charlie Daniels, uh, Sheriff David Clark. They cover everyone on that, don't they? Yeah, it, just everybody. Yeah. Chris Chang, uh, Trent Cole from the Eagles. Everybody here, I mean, you know, you're on a, if you're on a show that features those kind of people, I mean, you know, you're something special. I mean, and it's super cool that you got the opportunity to do, uh, to do that. No, it was phenomenal. I mean, I definitely appreciate it. appreciate those guys reaching out to me, you know, wanting me to do the show with them. And I was just one of those things that just came together as perfect timing, and it, it worked out. I mean, the show came out phenomenal. I mean, that, that's the best way I can describe it, because it was one of those shows that was just, it was scripted right. It was mm-hmm. it was real, you know. It wasn't it wasn't one of those shows that was put together to try and get viewing. Like everything that was done by it, show wasn't it wasn't staged. It was all real. Me, um, my heart poured out to do it. My dad heart poured out to do it. Those guys they put it together and made it come together. That's awesome, man. That's cool. It's seems like everything's starting to come together for you, and seems like it's just the beginning. So I'm sure we'll, everyone's going to see you around and. They don't know who you are yet. They're going to. So, you know, it's crazy because, um, like when you first met me, 2014, that was that was my debut. That was the first time anybody had ever heard about me or knew about me. Now I'm in a position now where everybody wants to be. You know, so many people dream about me in a position that I am, and I mean, I'm definitely blessed and lucky to be in be in a position that I am. And you know, I don't want to. I'm not one of those guys that brag about or take anything for granted because. I mean, just like I work hard for it. I mean, somebody has to work hard for it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I may wake up tomorrow and somebody else be in spotlight. But, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm so happy for other people that want to work hard and be successful. I mean, I don't have any envy towards anybody that wants to be. I mean, it just proves that I have to work harder and, you know, do something different. Yeah. And, I mean, for me, I mean, I try and do something different every day and progress. I mean, I want to be a better person at the end of the day. That's awesome, man. Well, that you know, an attitude like that's going to take you really far in life. Um, and I know we're we're getting to the end of the show here, and I, we got to have you run through some animal calls, man. I don't know how it's going to sound <laughs> or why um, he's driving. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't want to get. I want to cause you to wreck, um, <laughs> so you don't have to get. <laughs> he you don't already, have to, he, he already <laughs> hit the rumble strip once. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear like a big rig going, and then you yelling yeah. or something, then I'll feel really bad. Um, but I know it might not sound – it's not going to do it justice for what, you, what you're what you really capable of through a phone and then through a podcast. So for you people listening, follow them on Instagram at Son of the South TV. Um, do you, have a, you have a Twitter too, I'm assuming. I do have a Twitter, uh, Son of the South TV, at Son of the South TV. And then um, my Facebook page is Son of the South. So look him up there, and you can really get a grasp of how crazy realistic his natural calls yeah, are. They're very natural. Um, I mean, you should start a business where people got to hire you, and then you come out and sit in the blinds with them. You could be like a private you know, contractor. <laughs> you know, some, somebody actually tried to pay me to like um, for them to carry me around, but then you know, I thought about it, and I was like, man, that's human trafficking. I don't know if I can really do that. Like, I don't know I don't know how to put that on the resume. <laughs> well, hey, I, I'll tell you how you put it on the resume as pleasantly as you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what like, it is. We, Sorry. Here's the, here's the thing. Like, like for my next job, I really do not know how to approach it. Like, I don't know how to fill out a resume for it. Like, what was your previous job? 
making animal sounds. Like, what, are your, <laughs> what languages do you speak? Like, what fluent language do you speak? I don't know, duck, geese, elk, a coyote. I don't, I don't know how to put that on a resume. <laughs> you just do it and hope for the best. Yeah, just be honest, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, this is for an accountant position. I, we're just really not sure how your skill set's going <laughs> to keep up with the books. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Hey, you know, the, the, the bad thing about it is, like, um, with, like, I call so much that some of my words actually come out of sound. Like, uh, I, I do a goose call so much, and, like, every one-syllable word I can do a goose call to. And, like, when I'm having a conversation with somebody and I get excited, like, if I want to say what, it comes out, what? Dude, that is the greatest thing ever. That's hilarious. That is, like, uh, I mean, that's that's exactly the same as half the chicks that I can get to laugh because they start, they start making pig noises. <laughs> hey, hey, Josh! Can you try something once? Can you say "working class" with the goose sound, and then "working class" bow hunter? No, working class. All right, let's try this. <clears throat> yes, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. That is crazy. It actually, it's you can tell how good it sounds in person through the phone. Through the phone, through oh the headphones. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Thank you for that. That made my week. Good Lord Almighty. Dude, that's incredible, man. All right, can, can you... All right, keep, keep in mind, I said I, it's through a phone, but you got to... Can we hear a turkey call? Turkey, I can do turkey. Now, you guys actually made me pull on side roads. So, like, if I'm late to my destination, I'm blaming you guys. All right, fine. Tell him <laughs> to listen to this episode. I'll take <laughs> Tell him to call <laughs> us. We won't answer. <laughs> yeah, we'll take care of it. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, turkey call. We're, uh, let's go through the sequence. Uh, like, when I'm out in the woods, this is this is what I love hearing and love calling you. And here, here we go. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy! The gobble, the gobble is even in there. <laughs> Are you in Kentucky right now doing this? <laughs> you know, it's actually a lot harder to do it in a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really pull over for us? We appreciate that, <laughs> and we're sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously on side road. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's he's got, got his hazards on. on. <laughs> Cop comes up. Uh, sir, what are you doing? I'm on a podcast right now. I'm making officer. turkey calls. Wait, wait. The police, the police officer just passed by as soon as you said that. No joke. <laughs> oh, we're getting you in trouble, man. <laughs> oh, we know all. No, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, if I ever get in trouble by the law, I will break out into like my Tourette's goose honking. I'd fall out on my chair. I'd fall <laughs> on the ground. Start shaking and honking. Like, I, I swear. Oh my god! Like, they're, they're gonna call EMS for me. I swear it's gonna be the funniest thing ever. Uh, or they're gonna get back in their car and drive away. Like, man, that guy's crazy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> You'll be all over the internet through a cop's body cam. It's like the kid <laughs> making weird turkey call noises. <laughs> right, here's a funny story about how I got in trouble using my calls. So I was uh, I did a show in Alabama. And um, after the show, the guys I was hanging out with, they're like, uh, let's go to Home Depot. 
I was like, fine. Why are we going to Home Depot at 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> like, well, they had geese that were getting in store, and they were setting off the alarm. So what we want you to do is go in and start honking like a goose, and we're going to follow you around with cameras. Oh, no. I was like, I was like, you know, that sounds really bad. I don't know if I'm up for it. Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we get with Home Depot, we start, start honking like a goose, and the manager is looking around a store for a goose. And he goes to one side, and I roll all the way to the other side and start honking. And, like, we're looking up, like, man, did you see that goose fly by and everything? And I get to one aisle, and it was a paint aisle. And there was this guy on the ladder, and I went to the aisle on the side of him. And instead of doing a Canadian goose, I did a speckle belly. Now, a speckle belly is a loud, high-pitched call. When I did it, this guy came from the top of the ladder to the bottom of the ladder. I swear he didn't touch the step. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That is awesome. Was, he comes over and says, sir, I'm going to need you to stop blowing a duck call. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I don't have a duck call. Do you see a duck call on me? Like, <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? I get it 10 o'clock and I have better things to do than blow a duck call at Home Depot. Like, seriously. <laughs> oh. Why are you harassing me? <laughs> oh, dude. So, That's yeah, it's funny. like, you get it. Like, yeah, I don't have any calls. Search me. Yeah, you should have <laughs> hit him with, I need to talk to your manager and I need free yeah. stuff. Because apparently, anytime you're harassed at a, <laughs> at a Home Depot, you deserve free stuff. Oh, man, that's funny. So whatever happened, did they just kick you out, or did, did you just go on your way? Well, it got to the point where I did get kind of kicked out um, <laughs> because he said, <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. I was like, no race car here or anything, but I was the only black guy in the store. And um, he said something <laughs> smart to me. He said something smart to me. And I was like, dude, is it because of black or handicapped? Which one is it? Oh, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Oh, so, listen, I gave him the choice. If he picked wrong, either way, he was going to pick wrong. So he, he just said, just get out. Well, that's kind of messed up because he also was black and handicapped. So how did you pull yeah. that one off? <laughs> oh, man, dude, that is, that's, that's funny. too great. I would always be messing with people with those calls. Can you, uh, <laughs> is it too hard to do a coyote or what, do you think it wouldn't sound good over the phone or how? It's going to be loud. I hope your audio is ready. Uh, we'll go for it. Everyone be ready. That was good. It didn't that it wasn't was, too loud. No, it sounded good. You could tell you could right, tell that these sound awesome in person like I turned away from the mic. Good. Thank so. you. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, this has been too much fun, man. Really it has. I want to ask you this, all right, because, uh, you know, we, we see your Instagram. We see you're quite the ladies' man. Yeah, I wouldn't ask oh, about I this, Oh, I knew you were about to ask this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you... don't, put it, don't put it out there if you don't want a question. <laughs> if you were, I uh, knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you see a, you see a gorgeous woman, not as gorgeous as the, the, the blonde nurse, but uh, gorgeous woman. Right in front of you, and she says, "Hi, my name's Pam, or something, <laughs> or something." What's the first call that you give her? <laughs> it just depends on how hot she is. Oh, um, it's a, a different grade, like, I, I, like call. I'm, different I'm, level. I'm telling you, she is so hot; she's glowing. She's glowing. Well, you know, when I'm with my guys, or like with guys that I know, we we have a signal. Like, I I really 
hope no woman is listening to this. And oh, here's don't my worry, signal. they're not. Well, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about yeah, that. Sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. so, so listen, when I went guy, and you know how people like, they have like different calls, like like when they're doing judges, they have different calls so people know who you are. Well, for me, like I'll do a goose call, regular goose call, but then I'll, I'll growl. Like when I growl, that's a signal that there's a pretty girl coming to look for. <laughs> so, it, so like like if I'm at a show, I'm just, and then a pretty girl walks up. <laughs> you have taken bird dogging ladies to a new level. A new level. Oh, my. Josh, all I'm saying is we're going to try and make it out to the ATA show this year. We need to go to a bar with you or out somewhere where there's women because I think that it would be the time of, of our lives. Heck yeah. <laughs> Which one of you guys is blowing that duck call? Yeah, he ain't kicking us out of this bar. <laughs> Listen, I get too much. I get too much trouble establishments like that. Like, well, we got your back. The, the, the whole duck calling thing and ladies guy thing, like all that mixed together in a scene like that, yeah, it just it just doesn't go well. <laughs> it doesn't clash together. Oh, it's too funny, man. Well, luckily it's going to be in like Louisville I, this year, so there's enough rednecks around. We'll all fit in just fine. And oh. Like, I'd probably get slapped for honking at a girl. No, I think you're all right. Have you got slapped so before? Has that happened? Yes, I have. <laughs> um, true story. True story. But it wasn't anything that I did. It's something that I wouldn't do. Um, the girl wanted me to make an elephant sound. Like, look, I don't know elephant sound. Like, I haven't <laughs> traveled. <laughs> like, I was like, I haven't traveled back to the homeland to learn all African animals. <laughs> the homeland. The homeland. <laughs> <laughs> the cradle of life. You really think I went there? Lady, I'm not doing an elephant voice for you. <laughs> yeah. So, so when I didn't do it, she slapped the dog mess out of me. Really? And I looked, I just, oh, she slapped me hard. Like, like I turned it to Michael Jackson for a second. Oh, my God. Turned to Michael who? Michael Jackson. I went white for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> he went white Michael on us. <laughs> went white yeah. Michael. Oh, oh did, hey, did you start singing? You rock my world. You know you did. All right, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. no the, the, song that played, the song that played in my head was Beat It. <laughs> Josh, you realize I was explaining, you know, me and Steve were talking about having you on the show, and I was like, you know, this guy is kind of like the media nightmare right now. Like, Oh, yeah, you are a liberal's nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing anyone can say with you, man. Like, you, you got it all, and no one can say anything to you. You know what I mean? It's, you have that package that they try to use against everyone. <laughs> but, dude, you're, the thing is, you're just a cool guy, and you get it. And no one can tell you anything, really. <laughs> you know, I got, in, uh, I got in trouble for, I don't know, I want to say maybe a month ago. Um, I, I was at a show, and it was in Alabama. And uh, I took a picture with these two girls, and they had Confederate flag. And uh, I posted it. I was like, I have no, like, the flag never hurt me or anything like that. Like, learn history. Before you try and like bring up a situation like that mm-hmm. and turn it into something bad, and, mm-hmm. you know the way that the media is, they take stuff and they want to run with it so they can do something else behind your while your eyes are closed. You know? Yeah. And some guys like, man, you're a sellout. You know, that Confederate flag put a lot of our people down for a long time. I'm like, dude, you never were in that situation or environment. 
it's like no trying to bring up what you don't know about. Yeah. And it's like, man, you're you're a sellout and all kind of stuff like that. He's like, you don't have to be a sellout to be a black man in money. And I was like, well, man, it, it really touched me, you know. So what I'm going to do now is educate you and want yeah, yeah, that's too bad. But hey, good for you, man. You're yeah. just you're just doing your thing. Well, that's when, all you can do, you know. <laughs> I gotta tell you, because because hey, Instagram's like kind of the 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 outlet I I, I went to, and uh, you know when I <laughs> the, the, I think the first thing like I looked up your name, Kurt's like, hey, uh, check this dude out. So I checked it out, and I saw like the Confederate flag. I go, okay, yeah, you know, no big deal to me. You know, it's. It is what it is. I, I I let people do what they want, and they started looking through, and I go, "Uh, hey Kurt, uh, <laughs> this guy that posted this Confederate flag, um, there's something we need to talk about, because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm seeing something different. But then I like, you know, you start posting more stuff. I was like, us dude, just a good old Southern boy, you know. It's it's nothing, man. You know, it's really nothing. Well, Josh, it's been awesome having you on the show. It's a lot of fun. Um. I don't think I've ever laughed this hard on a podcast. I don't think I have either. Um, I want to do part two down the road. We got to have you back on, man, because this is too much fun. Um, Let's do it. It's been a pleasure on my end. Well, I'm sorry that we made you pull over on the side of the road when you're trying to do do better for your life and get an education. And now he's going <laughs> to be late because of us. Um, uh, here we go. The three dudes. That, was that, that wasn't the bad part. The bad part was you asked me about the secret. Getting <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is that was at the end of the podcast, and maybe they hate us enough where they oh, don't yeah, listen no, to full they, episodes. Nobody listened through. <laughs> but hey, you got sixty yeah. more animals, so you know you can pick a. Couple yeah, you, can, you have to just make a new code of animal sounds. New call just to get it. Get yeah, it. that's it. Yeah, yeah. But may, we, you know, if we make it out to ATA this year, we'll uh, we'll be sure to stop by and. Uh, I'll, we'll try and grab a beer with you or something because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have some fun with that. Um, oh man! But uh, man, let's have a good time at ATA for sure. Yeah, that sounds good. So we appreciate you having me on. Um, we will. So at Son of the South TV on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. All right. At Son of the South Facebook. All right, all right. You guys have got anything to add? Uh, I should never ask that with Steve. Nope. trying to end a podcast. You know what? Because I, I always take it five minutes too long. So uh, nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it right here. All right, for once. <laughs> well, for once. Thanks for listening, guys. Look for Joshua, the natural caller, Carney. Um, you'll see him out online. He, this kid's gonna explode. Obviously, you can see what kind of personality he has. <laughs> um, so thanks, guys, for listening so much. Go shoot your bow, and hopefully you tune in next week. Later. Hopefully. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.